For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo, Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. Oh, Rebels, I hope you've had a great week because we have an amazing podcast for you today. Dr. John Townsend on the pod with us. Ooh, so much good stuff. I cannot wait for you to hear this podcast. You are going to enjoy this so much. Today's podcast is sponsored by SaveTheStorks.com, my favorite pro-life organization, and Care of, TakeCareOf.com slash RebelParenting for all your supplements and vitamin needs. I've been taking mine every single day. Little personalized pouches. It says Ryan on there. It's got little like facts and questions that uh, I post on Instagram. I love Take Care Of. TakeCareOf.com slash RebelParenting. Dr. John Townsend on the podcast today, and he's talking about not just the relationships in our life that drain us, but the ones that energize us and how to increase the energizing relationships in our life and how to decrease the ones that drain us and suck the life out of our souls. It is so awesome talking to him. You are going to love this. Here is Dr. John Townsend on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Oh, Rebels, my goodness, what a day. This is fantastic. Dr. John Townsend on the program today talking about relationships and what fuels them and what brings them down. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, guys. You've had to have had a billion letters from people that are like, that saved my life. Yeah. I was getting walked on. I just had no idea what a boundary was. Do you ever stop getting letters and emails of people that just instantly change their life? That book is selling more after 27 years than it sold then. I wrote it when I was 10 years old. (laughs) But but seriously, it's just kind of weird how I'll be at a conference, you know, I'll be saying hello to people and signing books. And like I'll have a 25-year-old come in and say, sign the book. I'll say, how'd you hear about the book? And they'll say, I was raised with this book, and now I'm raising my kids with this Mm -hmm. book. So apparently the message is, we always need boundaries in a culture that's kind of boundaryless. So mm-hmm. it's kind of been interesting. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, we love the new book, People Fuel. I like the title. I like the cover. It's catchy. It makes you want to pick it up. It makes you want to read it. And really, this is such an interesting thing about relationships that bring us up and give us life and fuel us to continue and to better ourselves. You know, I've got friends in my life that make me want to be a better person. And the opposite is also true. What sparked this book? What made you say, you know what? This is a big deal. I think we're, you know, who we surround ourselves is essentially who we become. Mm. What made you want to dive into this topic? Yeah. I know. It's really true. It's like the whole thing about the gains and the drains in your life. You know, some people, after you have lunch with them, you go, I can win the world. I've got so much energy. I'm so creative. And some people, after lunch, you go, oh my gosh, I need a nap now. Yes. Yes. Yes, you and you can't figure perfectly. out why. You know, you may have known that person for 20 years, and you're like, my goodness, I feel so down now. Like, yeah. just this dark cloud. Womp, womp. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go eat a pint of ice cream. I'm just depressed after yes. that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So me. Oh, that my goodness. In our lives. Yes, yeah. definitely. So the impetus came. Actually, it's been a labor of love. For the last several years, I've been studying 
as I work with people because I work with, you know, I work with leaders and corporations and I work with um, teams and, and I study the people that are really successful that have, you know, huge businesses, huge churches and say, how did that, you know, what's the secret sauce? Mm. And I really found out that the ones that do really well, they're energetic and got great vision and great faith and they're great parents and stuff. They've got a cadre of the right people around them. It's just kind of like they don't put up a lot of super draining people and they know what to do to have the right people in their lives. So I thought I got to write a book. Since I study neuroscience, that's basically what I study these days because neuroscience basically says the Bible's true. (laughs) Totally. Seriously, all of the robust studies that come out about (laughs) about success and resiliency and relationships and parenting, God said them thousands of years ago. just kind of like, okay, finally he gets credit. Mm, mm. So one thing I noticed in the neuroscience was that people who are around the right people do better. They're more resilient, better mm. parents, better everything. And people that are around too many toxic people or draining people don't do well. And that's what the science says is that you're kind of who you hang around with. So I wrote a, wrote a book basically as a science of it because people always go, oh, yeah, I know I need good friends. Okay, what's next? And I went, no, 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 no. There are some steps, some specific steps which are in the book, very practical. There's a system to getting the most out of those ooh, relationships ooh. and optimism. Mm. So we, our system works. So I want to jump into the system in a second, but talk about those. You know, it's funny because things that authors say on the program sparks things in my brain, and that's an interesting one because I would think – the CEO life is a bit of a lonely one, you know, and then you're making me think like, who have we had in the studio, you know, the Greg Laurie's and the different people that surround themselves with positive people. And then it really made me think comedians talk about that. When comedians start getting more famous, they bring people on the road with them specifically because of the energy they bring to them. So a comedian goes to a town, they're brand new, and they're going to headline, and then the local comedy club just puts whoever, you know, opening, middle, then headliner, and they tell horror stories about the openers that bombed or did terrible things, and then the energy of the crowd is so down, and so now they're bringing so-and-so and so-and-so with them because the energy is so good and so big. Talk about those leaders. Was that a surprise to you to find, you know, like the Dave Ramseys of the world? I know he surrounds himself with people yeah. that are creative, that mm-hmm. have ideas, that are energetic, and he really doesn't put up with, you know, he's got a zero-tolerance policy on gossip and complaining, mm-hmm. you know, it's in his organization to create that style of environment. What leaders were you working with where you were like, wow, that's fantastic. That's fascinating to find that group around you. Mm. Yeah, I, I found two groups really that kind of sparked my thinking around. The first one was the, when I talk about the power of relationships, they'll go, yeah, I've got great relationships. And I'll say, tell me about them. They'll go, well, I'm mentoring this person and I'm discipling this person and I'm guiding these people and these are my employees and I'm coaching these people and I'm going, man, I'm getting tired. This kind of sucks. You know, like, um, mm. I love it that you're sourcing people, but who's sourcing you? Because you got to go both ways. Yeah. You're the sourcer for everybody. And they'll go, oh, I know who sources me. They always go, the Lord and my spouse and my Labrador retriever, Max. Uh-huh. And I'll go, that's okay, not enough. Well, let's break that down. I mean, yeah. the Lord kind of does what he does. And Max has got to like you because that's how, you know, Labradors are genetically <laughs> designed to lick you. Yes. So that's a, 
and the only human you got is your spouse. And I bet you they're tired. They're exhausted. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They hear about your struggles and your fears and your anxiety. I said, man, you're, this ain't what, that's not the way God intended it. You know, look at Ecclesiastes 4. Woe to you when somebody falls down. When you fall down, nobody lifts you up. Mm. Or look at um, Jesus on the Mount, Matthew 26. He looks around, he's in, he's in torment, and he says, he's with God himself. He's with God himself. And he turns around to Peter, James, and John and say, stay with me. I'm severely depressed. Mm. So, the Bible teaches and the neuroscience teaches you need what I call in the book a life team, three to ten people, minimum of three, maximum of ten because we don't have all that much time, who know it all about you. They accept everything about you. You can be vulnerable with them. You can tell them the fears. You can tell them insecurities, mm. the guilt and the shame. They know it all and they love you. And you know, They also tell you the truth and they kick you in the butt when you need it. Yes. That's what you need. And that's when I went. The successful ones have a life team that they can open up with and be vulnerable with. Mm. The unsuccessful ones, it's just God and my dog and my spouse, and it's not working. So how do you find those people? How do you make a life team? How do you get that in place? Yeah, People always have that question, and what I tell them in the book is, okay, let's suppose you know you're – it's what I call a relational deficit. Yes. You're a relational deficit because – I use the word deficit because I went back to science for this. You know how in our bodies we need certain nutrients, bionutrients? We need yeah. calcium. And iron, and if you and we take a little pill every day or a bunch of them, and if you've got enough calcium, you're great. If you don't have enough calcium, you get osteoporosis. You, you have a vitamin deficiency. If you don't have enough iron in your body, you get anemia. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know, God made us not only with a need for bionutrients, but relational nutrients, which are conveyed not by a pill, but by a conversation. Yeah. A meaningful conversation or text or Skype or a phone call where you're delivering things like encouragement and wisdom and challenge and acceptance and vulnerability, and they're conveying it to you. And God made the nutrients to keep us healthy and energetic and all that. Some people go, I'm in a relational deficit. I don't have a lot of those people in my life. I'm always giving to them. So I said, here's what you do. Go to Microsoft Outlook. You know, everybody's got Outlook. And go to Contacts. You know, your Contacts page. Everybody's got somewhere, I think I read, <laughs> between 700 and 2,000 Contacts, something like that. Go to your Facebook page. Look at all your quote-unquote friends. <laughs> and, and when you're doing that, and I did it myself because I wanted to be my own lab rat. Like, okay, does this work? So – you just go to it take a couple of hours to go down and you just go down there's a potential they can be vulnerable they've got great values they're real they love me they'll tell me the truth potential 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 then you'll see one you'll go you know they're still in prison that's probably a bad yeah. idea mm -hmm. i don't think uh, so, you know <laughs> totally I'll, right I'll delete, delete. You know? and then i get to the end i probably maybe i've got 30 you know of really cool people that i just would like to make part of that. And I go to the one at the top list and I just call him. I say, hey, I haven't seen you for a while. And, you know, you don't say something like, hey, I really need a team because I, I suck. You life don't, team. You don't, yeah, I'm sorry. Get people I'm running away from you. I'm calling a bunch of you so you can input good things into my life. Just so you yeah, know. I'm, I'm, hi, I'm a black hole and I'm calling you. Uh, you know, that's, love that's me, bad. love me, love yeah. me. Yeah. So you just call and say, I haven't seen you for a while. What's, I'd love to catch up. I was just thinking about you. Let's have lunch. So you go to have lunch like we all do. And here's the kill. Here's the key. In, in that lunch, you're talking about life and career and kids and travel. And you say – you make one vulnerable statement, one small vulnerable statement. Stick your toe in the water. You just say something vulnerable like, you know, one of our kids is sort of struggling. You know, she's a little upside down. She's 13. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, me and my spouse had a thing last week. It was kind of hard between us or I'm kind of worried at work or I got financial things. There's a health thing, whatever, but it's just something. And they'll give one of three responses that will tell you if they're a potential. Response number one is they'll go, 
How about that weather we've been having yeah. around here? <laughs> you believe this weather? Now, guys, y'all are very sophisticated thinkers. You know, you're kind of do this. What is that person telling you if they say that? If you're being vulnerable and they talk about the weather, they're telling you something. No bandwidth. No I bandwidth. can't yeah. handle it. No margin. You're making me anxious. Yeah. I don't do that. And uh, what they're saying, nice person, but not an A-list person. They're not life team. They're yeah, like, and they might be in the middle of a crisis themselves. Who knows yep. what's going on? Or they're on five other life teams themselves. Yeah. yeah. So, they're, sir, they're, you're kind of, they're just a beer and a burger friend. They're just yep. nice for every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second response they would have is, I see your daughter is having trouble. Okay, here's three books I want you to read. I yeah. want you to memorize this Bible verse, and I want you to start working out more because you'll have more energy as a parent. And also, when you do this conference, and we'll be guys to mentor you. Now, someone that wants to fix just, you. What did they just tell you? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fix not you. Not me. I got all these other things for you, but not yeah. me. I am the parent. I'm the guru. I'm Yoda, and I'm on a fiction. It's like I don't need that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the first one diverts it. The second one takes control and gives advice. Yes. The third one is the money. The first one, third one goes, they kind of stop and they lean forward and you see their eyes kind of connect and they go, I had no idea about your daughter. I'm so sorry. We love your daughter. How's that feel? What's going on? How can we pray? Oh my gosh, tell me more about it. And they move toward the need and they move toward the vulnerability and you go, that's a possibility. Yep. So that's number one. Then you have, this takes about four months, I'm figuring. So you that's have- good. I need people to hear that yeah. too. You know, we were talking about this a couple of days ago. In fact, it was yesterday. We had a couple <laughs> talking about friends. You know, they were, uh, he was struggling with porn and they had some marriage troubles going on and they're trying to figure it out. And someone's like, you know, I long for friends like that. I really do. You know, what happens when you reach out and, and they're not giving back the way you're giving to them? I said, this could take time. You know, like we want this to happen overnight, but you've got to let it take the proper time that it, you may want that right now. We all do. It might take four months. It might take six months to develop that friendship over time. Or even longer. Relationship is not a microwave. It's an oven. God designed an oven. It just mm-hmm. takes time. So then you have that second lunch and you take a risk and it's with it. And then the third, and around the third one, maybe fourth one, you say the following, hey, it's really been really good talking to you. I'm so glad we're catching up. And I'm getting serious and intentional about my personal growth. And um, I've just been thinking it's time to like really grow. And I'm kind of creating a team of people around me and of a mutual growth where people are committed and they want to really be comrades in growth. And it might be, maybe we'll get together and read the Bible. Maybe not. Maybe read a book. Maybe we just talk about life and talk about and just kind of vent with each other. But I need somebody to give me grace and truth. And I just feel so connected to you. Got great chemistry. And when I'll have a client do that, because I'll have some of my my CEO clients do that, they'll come back and then I'll say, how did it go? And they'll go, you won't believe this. 90 some percent of the people that they pitch it to, Ryan's already nodding. He knows what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. They'll say, are you kidding me? I don't have this. Mm-hmm. Sure. All I got is my dog and God and my spouse. That's sure. right. When can we get together? And yes. you start getting together and being real and opening up and they go, oh my gosh, it's the best thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's powerful. I'm positive men are drawn to this conversation because I think in 2019, men have so far less friends than they did 20, 30 years ago. I think it might be a little easier for women, but what are you finding are the differences in this process with men and women? Is there, are there some big differences between the sexes when they're seeking these people out? Yeah. The difference is, well, number one, men are dying. 
because yeah. all the attachment neurological research says if you don't have long-standing vulnerable relationships, you have more business problems, medical health issues, psychological problems, and a higher mortality. Mm. I mean, God wow. made it. So this isn't just a luxury, folks, right? This, this is life to death. Yeah. Huh. So these guys are getting cancer and heart attacks, and so they're getting serious about it. So number one thing I find is that women naturally, God just made y'all this way. You're, you're about the better the way. They'll say – I do this. But what women do is they'll say, but you know what? I tend to attract people that need me. Right. Ooh. Women will say, you know, I'm with Shelly one day and then, you know, Renee one day and then who? Mm -hmm. And she's got a, you know, her husband's uh, got a problem and then her mother's crazy mm -hmm. and then she's mm -hmm. got a kid. And so I end up sort of like this is the way leaders do is leaders are the flame and people in the moth. It's not the moth. It's not the moth's fault. But when a leader gets around a person, they lead them. Yes. So then the woman will go, you know, I love all these people, but I'm kind of getting drained. They're not bad people, but I got too many of them. Yes. yes. But that's the one challenge a woman has is like I tend to like collect people and I don't have enough people who are giving back to me. Yes. Men, the problem is going deep because men will give advice. Well, try this. And then we need advice. In the book, I talk about the difference between being present and having advice. Being present, it's got to come first. We do need advice, but not until you've earned it by being present. Mm -hmm. And without helping that and growth in that and facilitation, men will tend to just stick with the well, you know, make sure you had your quiet time and you uh, worked out today. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. I never knew that, right? Yeah. But so men have got to learn vulnerability. Women got to learn overgiving. Mm. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. Hey, Rebels. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Save the Storks. Save the Storks helps moms with an unplanned pregnancy. And that's my story. I was an unplanned pregnancy. My birth mom was 16 and faced an uphill battle. And a pregnancy resource center in her area helped her carry me all the way to fruition and then helped adopt me into my family. And Save the Storks helps pregnancy resource centers across the country with stork buses providing mobile ultrasound machines where four out of five moms choose life after seeing their baby on an ultrasound and hearing the heartbeat. Over 6,000 babies have been saved on stork buses. Please support Save the Storks with your prayers and visit savethestorks.com to become a monthly sponsor. Join the movement and help us revolutionize the meaning of pro-life. For more information, visit savethestorks.com. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? Okay, so let's talk about that. I think there's a ton of moms that are like, yes, that's me. That's me. So what do you say to that woman that's got, you know, 10 people that they're giving input to all the time and they've got one or two that sometimes gives input back to them because there's this big guilt with, you know what? I just can't hang out with that person anymore. I'm just tired all that the time. If I have one yeah. more person that pulls on me one more time, I got toddlers at home. I got a husband at night and I got all these, you know, women throughout the day that are, you know, just dumping their problems on me. How mm -hmm. do they pare that down and then get more life giving people into their lives? Yeah. I can fix that with two keys because I get asked this all the time. Yeah. Key number one is calendarize your life-giving relationships. Ooh. Calendarize. Nice. What is on your calendar you'll do. I mean, we're all busy. Oh. And we'll go, you know, I need to talk to Shelly more. She's so cool. Yeah, I'll get to her. Two years later, you don't call Shelly because you're busy. Exactly. Oh, you give it's me not goosebumps. You give me goosebumps. So, it's so so good. This is fire. Ooh. Ooh. So 
It's like um, when I have a great lunch with Shelly, what I say in the Shelly's in my life, I'll say, that was so awesome. When can we get together again? Yep. I don't leave the conversation Without until it we've got calendar it calendarized. Because okay. if it's, oh, I'll check you by and by, it's a by and by. So you calendarize the life-giving ones. You got them now. It's like it's, it's like you calendarize the gym. Yep. You calendarize mm-hmm. church. You calendarize your Bible study. Yeah. It happens, and I feel good. Okay, I got the Shelleys in my life who are energetic. That's, that's key number one. And the Shelleys of the world – also have too many people in their life that they're giving life to, right? There's too many of them. And so if you can be the one that calendarizes it and gives them priority and compliments them for help and being like, man, when I'm with you, I feel so good. Thank you so much. What a life-giving person you are because that makes them, you know, it's like kids saying please and thank you and excuse me and holding doors open. Adults look at them and are like, wow, I want to hang out with that kid. You know, that person. But it's got to be mutual. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like half of the lunch is my stuff half lunch is theirs unless there's a crisis mm. because mm. i don't want to tell shelly oh, i'm going to suck you dry yeah. i want shelly to know hey i'm there for you too it's mutual you got to word put the word mutual in there or they go oh my gosh another needy person can't I, do I'm it right. running yeah. into the woods. amen yeah. amen okay they run in the woods right all right calendarize number, number two here's key number two mm-hmm. in the book i talk about different kinds of relationships the seven big kind of relationships are coaches comrades uh, casuals colleagues care chronics and contaminants so you know where you are and i'll talk about the chronics for a second barbie and i live in um, california now orange county how dare you but i was raised in north carolina in the south and we had people we called bless their heart (laughs) bless their heart Bless. You know some ble- <laughs> Yeah, we have a few. Wow. Bless their heart. Yeah. And here's the definition of a bless their heart. I call them in the book a chronic for alliterative purposes sure. so you can remember it to see. They're nice people. They're not bad. They're not demons. But they're always in trouble. Mm. Their life always sucks. They've always got a financial crisis, a health crisis, a business crisis, a marriage crisis, a kid crisis. And here's the problem. They have what I call in psychology, what we call in psychology, and I'm not being mean when I say this. I'm just writing the book. They have what we call a flat learning curve. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. A flat learning curve. So you, Laura with her friends, Ryan with his friends, you take a chronic and you pray with them and you have a Starbucks with them and you give them three pieces of advice and you give them a homework assignment, you give them a tip, try it this way, and they go, yeah, that's great. And they meet with you next month while you're not at your kid's soccer game so you can be with this person. And you go, so is your life better? No, my life's awful. Well, what about those three things I told you? No, I was really busy. What they're telling you is the homework's not a priority. Change is not a priority. I just love being around Ryan and Laura because they have life and they're my they're kind of my Prozac and I love taking a hit of Ryan and Laura. Mm. And then four four or five hours later I forget it all because yeah. I just want to bless their heart, they don't want to change. They have a flat learning curve. Mm-hmm. So in answer to the question of I've got so many of them, now we've already solved the problem of getting the positives in. Yes. What what you tell them is I just kind of challenge him. I said, you know, you need to do what I say if you really come to me for mentoring and for all that. And some I will go, yeah, that's great. And some I just still won't do it. They just don't want to do it. Right. And then what you have to be is less available. And what I say is, no, nah, I can't meet every week. It might be like three times or four times a year. Oh, no, I need our friendship. Yeah, I love our friendship. But here's the number of a great church, a great ministry, a great whatever that can help people with problems. And I'm still in your life. But, you know, Honestly, I love you, but I feel like you need more than me. And maybe if things change and you really get on fire for growth and change, maybe we can do more. Mm-hmm. 
but I just back off. Yeah. I don't leave leave anybody, but I back. I have some people that want me to meet with them twice a month. I meet with them once a year. Yeah. And that's why. That- right. Wow. And that's right. having boundaries. <laughs> I was it like, is. ouch. <laughs> I never leave them alone. I just say, here's a phone number. Here's a good church. Here's, yes. a, here's a shrink. Here's a good coach. Here's a good whatever. I never leave them alone. They say, you know, I, I don't have that much time anymore. Yeah. And people kind of understand. They get their feelings hurt a little bit, but I'm in your life. I'm just not as available. Yeah. Mm. That's the big ouch is I'm not as available. No, I can't make it every week anymore or once a month or sure, whatever. Sure. And you get through the guilt and you go, wow, I feel more productive. Yeah. I feel happier and all that. Mm-hmm. And here's what I want to say. For those people that start to pull back a little bit and you get a big blow up, you get a, how dare you? I thought you were a Christian. How dare you? I thought we were friends. You know, that type of a thing. That's like when you're in high school and you break up with a girl and she keys your car and you're like, wow, I didn't want yeah. my car keyed, but you just made my choice so much more valuable. You're showing me that I'm making the right choice. When you have someone explode on you and blow up and call you names or say something mean to you, it's like, oh, I am making the right choice. This is awkward. It's not what I was hoping for, yeah. and I am clearly making the right choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're saying it's just kind of transactional. It's not really a relationship. And, you know, call me in a couple months and let's see if I give you a homework assignment and you do it and things change. I'm, you know, I might have some time by then or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, try again. There's just so many people though that bless their heart. They just want a hug. They yeah. don't want to change. Yeah. And you need the hugs and you need the change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm going to take a, a quick break here. Today's program is sponsored by Save the Storks at SaveTheStorks.com. For those that don't know, they are an amazing, amazing pro-life organization. Very proactive, forward-thinking They partner with pregnancy resource centers around the country by building what they call stork buses, which are mobile ultrasound units helping those moms truly in need, coming alongside that mom in a crisis pregnancy. Four out of five moms that enter a stork bus choose life for their babies after seeing a heartbeat and seeing an ultrasound and hearing a heartbeat. And I am one of those crisis pregnancies. I was an unplanned pregnancy. My birth mom was in high school. She was 16 and needed someone to come alongside her in that time to support her and her family so that she could bring me to fruition. I can be a part of the family I am today because of that. Laura and I partner with Save the Storks, and we encourage all of our listeners to partner with them at savethestorks.com. Awesome. I'll look up that website. That's inspiring. Thank you. Yeah, and all this stuff is state-of-the-art, top-of-the-line they build it on Mercedes Sprinter vans. I yeah. mean, they're just gorgeous. And there's wow. specific reasons why they do that. Man, this conversation, I am fascinated by. I am too. I'm, I'm starting this Rebel Dads up. book club where I'm going to read Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, one chapter at a time. And one of the reasons why I'm doing this is to get enough dads together to where they can find their own people. They can find their own life-giving groups because dads lack friendships and they need an excuse to get together. You know, there's an event called Holy Smokes where it's a bunch of cigar smokers and I'm inviting all those guys. But just to get a big enough group together where you're like, oh, hey, I like that guy. I like hanging out with him. You know, one of my new friends owns the gym I work out in. And so we have that in common to Mm -hmm. where, you know, he's watching my workouts, I'm watching his workouts, and we can talk about that. It's making me a better person. It's making me a sore person, but it's making me a better person (laughs) along the way. It's making you stronger, honey. Mm. Yeah, Laura wants to be around a hard body. Come on, Laura. Totally. (laughs) How would we encourage our children to find these life-giving people to make sure that 
I mean, that makes well, sure. Let me give you a scenario. A- this is what we get every now and then. Oh, I've got the best kid, but man, some of their friends really, you know, they want to witness to them. And, you know, it's kind of missionary friends where they've got kids that are influencing them negatively that they think, oh, no, I'm the one that's being a positive influence. On, or I, these are my friends. I like my friends. And you're like, yes, but who you hang around is who you become. And as much as we love everyone, these are not who you want to become right now. Mm. Yeah, you got to go for the for the fruit. You remember when Jesus said, you know, a tree is good if it's got good fruit and it's bad if it's got bad fruit? Yeah. You, hit, you empathically have the conversation with the kid about the fruit and you say things like, how do you feel when you're around those two or three kids that are, you know, out of control and they got nothing to offer? And, and how do you feel after a lot of time with it? Well, I feel like I'm doing a good thing. Yeah, you are doing a good thing. Do you sometimes feel a little tired, like you need some time for yourself? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Okay, I love it that you've got a couple of friends that are sort of broken. We all need to do that. But what about Spencer? You know, you always talk about what a good guy he is, and he encourages you. How do you feel when you're around him? Well, I feel strong, and I feel happy, and I feel like I'm a nice person. Mm-hmm. Right. So look at the fruit in your life, sweetheart. you got to have those kids that when you walk away, you feel good and happy and energized so that you can go help the broken kids more. You can't go pour out from yourself if you've got an empty tank. And if a kid's old enough, you can talk about, for example, um, Proverbs 4.23, you know, it says yeah. that guard your heart for from or for the wellsprings of life. So you, you empathize with them coming, you know, I do feel like I've got so many really friends that need everything and I feel kind of empty. I know, that's great, but that means you didn't spend a lot of time this week with your life-giving friends. Mm-hmm. The kids will are more in touch with their feelings than we are. They can go, yeah, you're right. They just get it naturally. They just get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really interesting. My 12-year-old definitely, definitely gets, gets that. It. And it's, it's interesting because not calling anybody out, but there were some kids that he used to hang out with all the time and they don't quite hang out anymore. And I was like, hey, I never see so-and-so around anymore. He's like, yeah, he's just kind of mean all the time. It's like, oh. Well, hey, sowing and reaping. If you're mean, you lose friends. Well, there's a lesson. I mean, it's good that that's happening. Mm -hmm. That kid learns how to be nice. Absolutely. Can you talk about coaches for our kids and for ourselves? You know, I think I have had some coaches in my life Amy Maxwell and Jean Marie Jobs that have, I mean, they have helped transform my business, my life, my personal life, you know, letting me see things from a new perspective. How do we find those types of coaches? First, let me tell you what a coach is. In the book, I talk about a coach has three qualities you got to have. The first one is they've got to be an expert in something, right? Mm. Ooh. I mean, just because somebody puts out a shingle and says, I'm a coach, well, oh, what are you good at? Oh, I'm just a nice guy. Well, I'm <laughs> yep. an expert at being nice. Well, yeah, I, I got divorced and I'm selling real estate now. Well, okay, well, that's great, but you know, I think I need – for example, are they good at theology mm-hmm. or are they good at culture? Are they good at parenting? Are they good at marriage? Are they good at money? You know, I'll have coaches till I die because the research says that the money you spend on a coach, if it's not pro bono, some's pro bono. So the Harvard Business Review says a coach will bring you three to four times what you put into it. Whoa. It's that effective. Three to four times. That's amazing. That's well, awesome. we believe that about therapy. Like Laura and I were talking, we were talking about our budget. And I was <laughs> like, my goodness, we spend so much money on therapy. And look at the progress. Look how we are. Yeah. Look how we relate. Look how we, you know, relate to each other and to our kids and to life and to our parents and to, you know, people that we help out in our lives as well. You know, we've been telling people like, man, we want what you have. Well, it took a lot of work. It took well, a huge spend investment. spend the money and do yeah. the work the and m- get your brain scrambled, yeah. right? Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> 
an right. expert so in something. Oof. They, they got an, like like uh, a business coach for my business vision. I've got a coach for me and my personal stuff. I've got a workout coach. I know I need to fire him, but I, I you know, I've got all that, right? That's the first thing. They got to be an expert. The second thing is they have to understand the science of, of coaching. Coaching is not just like, oh, let me sit there and talk about life now. That's mentoring. Mm-hmm. And mentor- I love mentoring, but mentoring is more of a walk alongside me in an organic way. Mm-hmm. I have an institute where – the Townsend Institute, we give people – we or people earn a master's in executive coaching now. Whoa. There's a science to it. We have an online university. We're affiliated with Concordia University uh, in Irvine, go. California. Well, <laughs> come to us. We're moderately priced. It's all online, and you can get a master's in coaching. With the sci- we teach the science because there are principles. There are ways of, ava- of connecting with people. It's not just they know something, but they know something, and they know how to take you from step A to B to C well, to you, D. By the way, I love that. I'll give the example – I had been to five or six trainers over the years, and it really never worked, and I couldn't figure out why. I was paying all this money to go to someone that was supposed to impart knowledge, impart wisdom, give me a system, give me something that's going to make me understand and know I'm healthier, I'm stronger, I'm better, and how these things took place. It wasn't until Jess down the street, she's got a master's, she's the professor of health sciences at UCCS, she's got her doctorate now, and she had a system that she placed me in, and I grew in that system. It was measurable. She knew the yep. science of training. I got stronger. Yep. How do I know I got stronger? Because she said, here's where your base was when you started with me, and here's where your back squat went after you were done with me. You know, Here's right. these benchmark exercises, these benchmark workouts. You started with this number, you ended with this number. Your weight was right. here, now your weight is there. She knew the science of training, right. and it actually worked. It gave measurable results. Mm. Yeah, number Number six worked because we train in a, what's called a holistic methodology. You got to know the metrics. You know how do you know if you're growing? But you've also got to know the person. For example, a regular coach will say, "Okay, what's your goals this week? Oh, I want to make this much money. I want to weigh this much." Blah blah. Okay, okay. Next week you'll see him next month. How'd it go? Well, I didn't do good. Okay, we'll try harder next week. Yeah. Well, yeah, so what? Exactly. A holistic coach will go. Well, hold on. Why is that? Well, I just didn't. No, it's not just something happened. You say, well. You know, I got a kid in trouble, or I got distracted by a lot of stuff, or I got paralyzed with perfectionism. Oh, let's go deep into your head now mm. and figure out the why, the Simon Sinek why, and then we'll get back back with the metrics. They know the metrics, mm. but they know the person too. That's holistic coaching. Mm. It works. Awesome, awesome. The third thing is they have no personal need for you. You know, we talked about whether Shelley is going to be mutual or not. Coaches aren't aren't really mutual. A coach doesn't need you to be their BFF. Yes. A coach is there for you. And so I've got these Yodas in my life, and they're nice. But here's the, I can be so selfish with my coach. I get on the phone with my coaching session, and I've got you know 50 minutes, right? And if it was my friend, I'd have to say, well, here's my life. Okay, how's your life? How's your vacation? How's your kid doing? You know, is your are your parents on drugs or whatever? You know. And so half the time with me, half time with them. With my coach, this is so luscious. I just say hi, and I'm a nice person. And they'll say hi. I'll say how are you? They'll say how are you? And I'll go good. It's all about me now, baby. Yeah. Here's how I'm doing. Here's why I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. And and that, a coach doesn't need you to be taking care of them. So. A coach is a very, what we'll call in the book, a nutrient-rich source because they're there for you. That's why they're there, either pro bono or paid. 
Oh. You got those three qualifications, you're a gold. Wow. That's, that's perfect. And, you know, really where this comes into play, the most recognizable one is with therapy. You know, I've got a great therapist. Sam is a genius. He's a Jedi. He digs into me like crazy. And as much as it feels like we're friends, because he cares so much about me, we're not friends. We don't go to dinner together. He doesn't come to my house. I don't know his kids. I don't know his wife. You don't talk about his marriage. I don't know anything about him. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know any... I mean, I can't tell you how many kids he has. I can't tell you how long he's been married. I can't tell you his wife's name. I can't tell you where he lives. I don't know anything about him. He knows everything about me. <laughs> everything. It is all about me 100% of the time. I, That's why after he gets the show, paid the big bucks. Would you shoot me his contact information? You guys are in the Springs, and I am always looking for really good – because like people call me around the country and want somebody good, and I love what he says. He's got good ethics, and he's professional. Oh, would you shoot me his information? Totally. I'd love to for send sure. you to He's got a huge waiting list, and I tell people – you know, I'll tell him. He's got about a six-month waiting list. They're like, oh, and I'm like, yes, it's because he's worth it. Don't you get that? Yeah. Like people are like, oh, well, yeah. I can't wait that long. Really? For the best? You can't wait that long? Yeah. It's like asking no. your tattoo artist for a deal. Like this is for life. <laughs> you don't want a deal on something that is never going to go away. You want the best artist yeah. in the world. Yeah, I want to call the therapist who answers his own phone because he's not doing anything and says, hi, I need patience. Don't, wouldn't you be excited about that? No. No, no way. Run. No way. Wow. Man. Dr. Townsend, you've just got fire. You've got great things going on. This is fantastic. Hey, can I tell you the big aha of the book? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's called The Relational Nutrients. And remember how I said, you know, there was the bionutrients, calcium and iron, and we need the relation. What we've got in the science part, because everybody goes, oh, yeah, friends, that's going no big deal. I go, no, no, no. There are 22 relational nutrients that we need to have every week in our conversations and need to give them to others. And I've got them arranged in four categories. Can I tell you the four categories? Please, yes. This is kind of the aha, is I call them the four quadrants. And the four quadrants are the first one is be present. And that means shut up and listen for once. You know, be empathetic, give eye contact. That's the thing. And those are nutrients like acceptance and attunement, tuning in and validating experience and identify, oh, me too, and contain their feelings, let them vent and comfort them. Those being present is like what women do better than men. And it's such an important thing. Sometimes people just say, I just need to vent and just tell me you love me. That's a very important quadrant. Mm. Second quadrant besides be present is convey the good. Sometimes people need a shot of Prozac. Like, I'm feeling down. I'm discouraged. I screwed up at work. I wasn't a good parent or whatever. I just need to know I'm an okay person. Be positive with me. And that's things like affirm affirmation and encouragement. Give me respect because I don't respect myself right now. Give me hope. Help me with forgiveness. Help me to celebrate my wins. So there's be present. There, there's convey the good and be positive. The third one is provide reality. Sometimes we need wisdom. We need somebody to be a Yoda for us. Give me clarification and perspective and insight. Give me feedback. Confront me if you need to, but I need some information that I don't have to make to solve my money problem or my child problem, my marriage problem. The fourth quadrant is call to action because the end result, you guys know this as well as anybody, it's about action and behavior. You can have all the great insights in the world, but you got to do things. That's things like advice and structure and a challenge and a development and service. Mm -hmm. So the, the key is to go, when you wake up in the morning, it's, what do I need today? 
to make me energy. Well, do I need somebody to give me advice? Not really. I just need somebody to tell me I'm okay because I feel down. That's what you do with your lunch then. Or when you're with someone to say, I do need advice from you. You've got, got good advice. Or I need to tell some people, I don't need three steps to sanctification today. Can you just tell me I'm not an idiot? <laughs> yeah. And so it helps yeah. you with the structure. And what we found out is also good when you've got – I have a Relational Nutrients card. You can get it now at RelationalNutrients.com. It's free. You just download this, put it in your smartphone. I have a digital, just RelationalNutrients.com. I own the word. And you can kind of go, what do they need? I'm not a shrink. You know what? It looks like this person right now needs me to just be with them. Or I think I need to tell them why I think this is going on with their kid. And it puts a structure and a science onto great conversations with people. Mm. Man, that is fantastic. And that really, in a way, what you're helping people do is you're training them to be better friends. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it's, I want to be a better friend. And I think- what to do. People go, oh, I just feel, what can I do for you? I can help you. Oh, this person Mm -hmm. needs quadrant one. They just need present. This person needs quadrant two. They just need me to be positive. This person needs quadrant three. I know some things that they can help them. This person needs quadrant four. I need to give them some steps. Mm -hmm. Now we know what to do with our friendships instead of kind of someone I want to help, but I feel lost here. It's a structure. It's funny. In a way, it reminds me a little bit of uh, five love languages where sometimes we speak one language really, really well. We might give advice so well, so well, and all of a sudden you're like, they're not responding to me very well. I wonder why. Well, maybe they don't want to hear advice that day yeah. and having these quadrants and seeing the different things in there because oh that light bulb goes off oh interesting I think yep. they need more encouragement today they need love and acceptance today and and, and I give it to the person sometimes because I want them to be responsible yep. for their you know the Bible says you do not have because you do not ask I don't want to be a mind reader and kind of oh, let me this see what I do think. you need this yeah. I'll say take a look at this and they'll go uh, I need insight right now or they'll go I need hope because I don't have any. Mm. Now they're owning their need, and you don't have to play, you know, pin the tail on the donkey anymore because mm-hmm. they're saying what they. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. Oh, Rebels, can you believe summer is almost over? I know we think about getting healthy in the summertime. I think about it when school starts. That's when we've got so much to do. And our sponsor this month, Take Care Of, at TakeCareOf.com slash Rebel Parenting, helps you get back in that groove. I've taken their online quiz. It was super easy. I don't even know if it took me five minutes. And here's what I'm going to tell you. This should be easy, but it's hard to find out what supplements should I take? What vitamins am I missing? Well, I went to my doctor and took a blood test, and then I took the test at TakeCareOf.com slash Rebel Parenting. They came up with the exact same vitamins and supplements I should be taking. Blood test versus five minutes online that didn't cost me anything. It was so great, and you can see a difference. All their stuff is so personalized. The box that came in was personalized. Every little vitamin pack I have each day has my name on it. It's got a little quote. I love taking those, and I am feeling healthier because of it. I love this sponsor. I hope you'll check them out at TakeCareOf.com slash Rebel Parenting. 25% off your first order. That's TakeCareOf.com slash Rebel Parenting for 25% off your first order. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? 
I love that. You're actually letting someone see that and be like, hey, I want to be the best friend I can for you today. Take a look at this. How can I do something along here that's going to help you where you're at right now? Because you might have the best piece of advice to give. They're like, dude, I don't want advice. I'm so down. I need to know not to blow my head off. I need to know it's not the end of the world. I need to know not to walk out on my family. I just need some acceptance. This is a season. It's going to pass. You're going to be all right. You know, need a little Gary V positivity, you know, in your life right now. Or they might say Gary V. What's Gary V positivity? Gary Vaynerchuk. He's a marketing guy that he's got shoes. What it says? Uh, optimism and positivity. Gary, I got to write this down. Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, oh, oh Vaynerchuk. Yeah. yeah, I know who yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary, Gary V. Gary v. Okay. I just ordered gotcha. his shoes and written all over the outside says optimism and positivity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll get some. <laughs> that is so smart. And really, because we all want deeper more fruitful friendships and relationships. You can do that with your spouse. You might, you know, especially husbands that want to fix all the time. I was telling this on stage the other day. Laura and I used to do this all the time. I've stopped doing it. I got to do it more again. Early in our relationship, I just wanted to fix problems. And I was so good at it. You know, I would go to my mom with a problem and she would tell me a story that related to my problem and I would think, why do you tell me this? I feel worse now. I Just do what dad does. Fix my problem. I go to my dad like, I have a problem. He'd go, here's how to solve it. And I'm like, yay. Thanks, dad. Solve, you know. But I would ask Laura early on. She would tell me something and I would go fix or listen. And most of the time she would say, listen, and then it takes all the pressure off me to fix a problem or to be resentful that she's not taking my advice and doing this great thing I know to do, you know, and we can do that with our spouses or our friends. And in return, you get the deeper friendship, you get the stronger relationship. When the chips are down, you know, these people I've been meeting with over time, these are the ones I can call. You know, Mm -hmm. when, when it's really, when I'm really ugly, when I'm really messy, I know there's these three to 10 people that are like, yes, at your ugliest, come to me. I'll give you what you need in that moment. And sometimes it can take eight minutes. It's not, sometimes it's a dinner with two hours. Sometimes it's a windshield call on the way back from work when you just go, you know, I messed up the account or my mm. I didn't do my right my my kid and your your person your life team goes, Yeah, it's hard. I'm with you. I've done the same thing. And in like eight minutes you're feeling happy again. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that they were with me. I am not alone with these bad feelings. You're with me now. Oh You're goodness. just like Laura kind of trained you because she has high EQ. This is what I need right now, right? Definitely. Definitely. Amen. So the book's been out for just a little bit. What are you hearing back from it? I mean, you know, it's gotta in a way, it's gotta be a little bit like boundaries of just that it's kind of one of those aha books like, yeah. oh, it's what I've been looking for. I've just had this void in my life and this is giving yeah. me life again. Mm. It's kind of what you said earlier, Ryan, is that people are saying, I love people. I want to help, but I never knew the how, and I didn't know what I needed. And now you gave me – you put the cookies on the right shelf. Mm. So now it's accessible. I know what to do, and I don't have to, like, wonder and think and what's the right thing. There's these 22 things. There's these four quadrants. What do I need? What do they need? And I come away from my lunches and my talks with my spouse and my kids, and I go – they're better and I'm better. Yeah. So we just made it accessible. It's what God's been doing all along. We just made it in terms of a way that we could do it immediately. Definitely. Yes. Well, and I love the study of neuroscience. I mean, it really, it's so funny that we're learning so much. I mean, it's sort of the golden age of the brain. I mean, everything from traumatic brain injuries to what lights the brain up to what shuts it off and how all of it goes in line with our faith. It's just mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah. yeah. 
Isn't that something? God's right. It's fantastic. Well, Dr. next Townsend. time we're in Newport, we want to hang out with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We got to take you around. Barbara and I know every cool restaurant since you've moved away. We'll take you there. Yes. We'll have a great time, and we'll talk about life and be vulnerable. Maybe have a glass of wine. I don't nice. know, but maybe. Awesome. And, and the same goes for you when you're in Colorado Springs. Yep. Please let us know. Oh, yeah. I'm there for stuff all the time. I would love to hang out with you guys. Can I just say a word? You're talked about in my circles about what you're doing and your rebel parenting ministry about why you want to do it the right way in God's way, but also in your own sort of kind of like unique way. It's making a difference. You guys keep it up. You're changing parenting around the world. I hear it all the time. You're so kind. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here today. Okay. Bye-bye. Come on. Thanks for listening, Rebels. Woo! Man, did I have fun with Dr. Townsend. He is so awesome. I could listen to him all day long. Thank you to him for coming on the podcast and sharing all of that wisdom with us. You can find his book, People Fuel, on Amazon and wherever books are found. Also, thanks to our sponsor, The Voice of the Martyrs, persecution.com, The Voice of the Martyrs, helping those being persecuted around our globe for more than 50 years. Whew, love that organization. God bless Rebels, have a great weekend, and we'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House, and when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.